Welcome to the Wrestling With Your Calling podcast with Dr. Conrad Davies. This podcast is intended to help unleash potential at your burning bush. As your fellow traveler and coach, my part is to help activate, cultivate, and empower you on the journey. Good morning. Today, I'm in Judges chapter 13 onwards. I want to speak to you today about the usefulness, usefulness of God, usefulness, U-S-E-F-U-L, usefulness of God. There are oftentimes we can think that a person's life needs to be in order for God to use them. However, when we think about God's invitation and God's purposes, if a person is willing, that person, though their character may not be fully aligned, though they may not have it all together, God can still use them. And I believe this happens quite often. I want to zoom into the story of Samson, the story of Samson in Judges chapter 13. We'll consider Samson's mom and dad, Manoah and his wife, his mom was barren. She couldn't have children. But then an angel shows up to her, and here's something that the angel says to her. He says this. Uh, let's see. Let me find the verse. Um, verse 5. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. No razor shall come upon his head, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb. And he shall begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistines. Consider the context. Israel, again, throughout the whole book of Judges, they sinned. God handed them over to their adversaries. They had done evil in the sight of the Lord. So the Lord gave them over to the hand of the Philistines for 40 years. So under Philistine rule, 40 years. Now here's a barren woman, an angel goes to, and the Lord's says to her from before he's even born, not even conceived in her belly, not even growing in her belly. And he says, this child shall be a Nazarite and he will begin to save Israel from the hand of the Philistines. But what's interesting as Samson finally is conceived and then he grows the next chapter, chapter 14 we see Samson's sensitivity to the Philistines and he wants to marry one of the Philistines and mom and dad did not know that his desire and this way that Samson went about things was from the Lord. And in fact, in verse four of chapter 14, there's an interesting Scripture that says his father and mother did not know that it was from the Lord, for he, referring to God, was seeking an opportunity against the Philistines. At that time, the Philistines ruled over Israel. So I say this because this is not universal all the time. Sometimes mom and dad do know and they knew they know things from God. But in this particular instance, mom and dad didn't know it was from the Lord. So there's many times God could be using us in things that people just don't understand. They don't understand how the Lord is 
invited us and sensitized us and, and, and gave us sensitivity to things that others are looking at us saying, uh, that seems off. It doesn't seem like God. It doesn't seem like God would do this or God would do that. But for Samson, the Lord sensitized him to the Philistines at so many different levels to where he married a Philistine. He was in the Philistine country often. He had he liked Philistine women. Delilah seemed like she had a Philistine connection. Um, the whole story of Samson and Delilah, which is chapters uh, a couple chapters later. Samson had this sensitivity to the Philistines. They were ruled under the Philistines, but it wasn't like he was a pure Israelite that separated himself from the bad people and lived this great pure life. He had an appetite for some unrighteous things, but God used him. And so I'm bringing to your attention and, and offering some thoughts to you this morning about some of the challenges we sometimes have with God's invitation into God's story. In this context, Israel had sinned and they were under Philistine rule. Let me apply that to us. The American culture, I'm speaking from an American context, the American culture is not righteous as it may have once claimed to be some generations ago. And so there are some things that happen in our culture that we are under the rule of um, some ancient influences, polytheisms, you know, some under rule of money, under the rule of our political frameworks, some governmental things, under the rule of educational frameworks, other things that are just not God's way of doing it. And so we could be under the rule of things in certain contexts we operate, and we actually may have a proclivity or sensitivity to those things. But here's something how God can still use us. It doesn't necessarily mean that our lives are righteous fully, or we live this righteous life. However, God may still require us to live a life that honors him because it is important to have fruit in our lives, important to walk by the spirit. But we've got to remember, though, he's God. So this may be challenging for some in our framework because we sometimes make the connection that, oh, if a person does not have righteous character, they can't be used of God. Or if somebody does not do right things, then God can't use them. Or if we mess up and we fail, that means God can't use them. Or if we don't have the credentials that are according to God's, what we've created as God's expectation, that God can't use us. No, we're human. And he understands our humanity. And he understands our brokenness. He can still use us and us not have a righteous character. It just means that we may not get the best of his kingdom in this life. But he's still faithful to do the things he needs to do because it's bigger than us. Do you realize that this is a nation that is under Philistine rule? How many ever, probably millions of people. And then Samson is considered a judge, a leader, a ruler over Israel. Though Samson's character is not the best, God is still using him for the sake of the nation, sake of others, for, gener- for, for generations to come, for things to come that go beyond Samson's specific life. Now, of course, at the end of Samson's journey, when we look at Judges chapter 16, after the whole Delilah circumstance, and um, they finally pluck out Samson's eyes, and they finally make a mockery of him, and 
he's now um, wanting, they now have him at the verge of his death where he's being entertainment to the Philistine rulers. He kills more at Samson's death, more die than when he was alive. And to think the significant people, the rulers of the Philistines, died in that last event when Samson um, tore down the pillars and and he did all the things that he did. There is something there that at the end of Samson's days, though he didn't live the best, most righteous life, God still used him. And there was an occasion that God had that he wanted to take out against the Philistines, and he chooses to raise up a man, though the man didn't have it all together. He raised up this man, and he used him. So as you're processing some of this, I encourage you to go read Judges chapters 13, 14, 15, and 16. It's just just four chapters, 13, 14, 15, 16. And I trust that the Lord will just give you insights in your own way to realize that your um, unrighteous parts of your character, my unrighteous parts of my character that are fully not developed yet, are not the qualifications for me to be used of God. What makes me able to be used of God is God choosing to use me and my willingness to be used of Him. And sometimes I may not understand that. Sometimes others may not understand that. Just like Solomon, uh, excuse me, it's just like Samson's mom and dad. And people may not understand that we're still being used of God. You may not understand that you're still being used of God. However, um, there is an obligation now for those that have the spirit of the Lord that have been washed by the blood of Jesus to walk in a righteous life, to become like Christ until our death. That's a part of the obligation, but it doesn't necessarily disqualify you. And in that journey, God has an agenda. So I'm not saying that, I'm not checkmarking that it's okay to live any kind of crazy way. That's not what I'm checkmarking here. But I am wanting to paint a picture, potentially breaking a mold to think um, that says, I've got to have myself together before I can be used. No, because sometimes you trying to get yourself together could be a self-righteous activity. The way you, quote unquote, get yourself together is by intimacy with the Father, nearness with Him, allowing His Spirit to do a sanctifying, a cleansing, a renewing work in you, uh, being washed by the blood of Jesus. If you've not said yes to Jesus, then you, you can't be fixed because only the blood of Jesus can change us. Only the grace of God allows us to be empowered to live the life God has called us to live. And also for believers that are out there, that if you're struggling, like I have in various places in my life, there are parts of my heart that are not renewed. I've not renewed my mind and my in certain areas of my life and my heart. And so there's things that God has to put a work in, but it does not disqualify me from being used by God. It just simply, it can hinder me experiencing his best, hinder you from experiencing God's best, but it does not disqualify you from being used of God. So all this to say today is that uh, I talked about usefulness, God's usefulness of you. He wants to use you. And if you are willing, he will use you. And he'll work through that other yucky stuff. But the fact is, he'll still use you. And that's God's business. I don't fully understand this, but it's God's business. And he's done that over and over and over with humanity for generations. I don't know of any human that was used of God except Jesus that had it together. 
that their character was fully perfect, that their character was fully aligned. I only know of one, that's Jesus. And Jesus had to be a sinless, perfect sacrifice for humanity. Every other human fell short. So these frameworks of of having to have it together, let's let's chip at them a little bit. Let's begin to wrestle with this idea of God using me without being having it all together. It doesn't justify our behaviors. It's just some chipping at a framework to feel like to because sometimes we may feel I can't be used of God because I don't have it together. So we go on this quest to try to have it together. And we miss the fact that God can still use us if we're willing. And he'll work out the rest. Food for thought today. Things to have you wrestle with and, and, and chew on. May the Lord use you as you're willing to let him use you. Peace, friends. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. I hope this episode helped you learn more about your story and God's calling on your life. I also hope that you have been activated, cultivated, and empowered to become the ace you are called to be. Go and excel in the things you are called to do. Please subscribe to this podcast and become a monthly financial supporter of our podcast. If you haven't already, order a copy of Wrestling With Your Calling from our website, wrestlingwithyourcalling.com. Also, be on the lookout for new podcast episodes every week. On Tuesdays, there will be Dr. Conrad's insights on calling. And on Thursdays, you will hear new interviews from a variety of people who are wrestling with their calling. I hope you are encouraged today. Have a great rest of the day. Bye for now. Mm